Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to BBR Investigations. Tonight I want to share with you a number of strange deaths around the globe that authorities have declared of no suspicious circumstance or even killed by unknown animals. In some of the unexplained deaths the victims were found completely drained of all blood with a very clean scene left behind. No animal is seen in the area of the attack. And once again, there's been no testing done, as far as I'm aware, or can find online anywhere. Many of us have noticed an increase in cases where people have been in the safety of their homes or vehicles when they suddenly leave that place of safety to enter into the dark night to be devoured by an unknown predator that leaves no trace of itself behind. Many of the victims are young men who are farm workers and in peak condition. Yet something is able to overpower them and drain them of all blood. The same with healthy bulls, large animals. They're overpowered and taken. And sometimes only one small puncture hole is discovered on the bodies. And as I share these cases, keep an eye on the dates and you will notice 2017, 2018, 2019 through to 2021 are very active times for blood draining cases. I've used the names of the witnesses so the journalists have given to the supposed creature scene. In February of 2019, a story hit the media press about a man who had died in mysterious circumstances in Honduras. In the newspaper, they claimed it was a Cuba Cabra, and I'm going to have to go along with that, um, even though that's just their theory. So it says, the news media headline screamed, one man killed and drained of blood by an unknown monster. Now, the mysterious death of a handyman from a small village in Honduras has caused people to suggest that a Cuba Cabra killed him, wrote the local news site TN8TV. A farming assistant was found dead in February of 2019 after being attacked by a mysterious animal who drained all of his blood from his body. Neighbours from the same village explained that the handyman had gotten tired after a busy day and decided to take a break. He lay down in the shade of a tree next to the stones and took off his shoes. The unfortunate man did not notice that next to his resting place was the hole of some animal. And as he settled down to sleep next to it, an unidentified animal jumped out of the hole 
and firmly gripped his bare foot. The animal did not just bite the man, but began to drain the blood from him, and soon the worker died from blood loss right there on the spot where he was found. The body of the man was found by his relatives when they were worried that he did not come home in the evening, so they went out to look for him. According to the relatives, the body of the man was completely pale and there was not a single drop of blood left in it. No further details of the case are currently known. Less than a month later, in March of 2019, another person had died in the same way, in the same area as the first man. Once again, according to TN8TV, the deceased was once again a young healthy male named Giovanni who went to a party in the city and was to return late in the evening to his village, but he never came home. For three days, his frightened relatives searched for the young man through the districts and finally they came across his lifeless body in an inaccessible mountainous area not far from his native village. Those who found his body were immediately puzzled by how the man had got into this area where he was found as there are no paths leading in and out of there. And then the family began to inspect the body in an attempt to work out how Giovanni had died and with horror realised that there was no blood left in his body at all. Something had completely drained him, just like the farmer. There were no traces of wild animals in the area, no tracks on the ground, and generally, no strange traces around the body of the man were noticed. As you can imagine, residents of the region were on edge following this second puzzle in death. And remarks made by the veterinarian brought in to consult on the livestock cases are not likely to quell those fears. The animal experts stated that whatever had killed the animals left no evidence behind. It managed to enter well-protected areas and seemed to strike its victim with remarkable precision. The massive amount of blood seemingly consumed by the predator left the veterinarian baffled as to what kind of creature could be behind the attacks. And remarkably, he theorised that the creature was a supernatural being. Did the vet believe it was some kind of entity or alien creature? Or was he referring to a well-known creature from his area, the goat killer or the vampire de Mocha? The phenomenon of the chubacabra has been associated with the vampire de Mocha for as far as I can tell, back in February 1975, when a Puerto Rican farmer told of his cattle losses and other villagers began to explain that they too had lost livestock. It was reported up to 15 cows, three goats, two geese and a pig were all found dead with puncture marks in the suburbs of Mocha. Later autopsies showed that the animal's blood had been drained completely from their bodies. The incident made headlines and police blamed the animal's death on stray dogs. When a cow was found dead with similar marks on its skull, a newspaper called the creature El Vampiro. Then a series of isolated attacks took place on the island from 1992 to 1995. 
In March of 95, there was an incident where eight sheep were found dead. And once again, their bodies were completely intact, but all their blood had been drained, leaving behind puncture wounds in the chest. Researcher Mark Davenport and video producer Joe Palermo were in Puerto Rico at the time of the attacks. They were filming a documentary and they described the animal deaths as a continuous daily event. Mark said, day and night over the radio and televisions, the locals were constantly talking about this Cuba Cabra activity going on. This was very serious to them. They'd wake up one morning and find the carcasses of four of their favourite rabbits sucked dry of blood and left just lying there on the ground. Interestingly, in each of the cases studied, local veterinarians said the cause of death was due to puncture wounds under the right side of the neck. The wounds were about the diameter of a drinking straw and three to four inches in length. In 2009, in the district of Esparta, it had been reported that an unidentified predator killed 15 sheep Local farmers immediately blamed the goat sucker for their death and in May of 2017, someone killed more than 35 domestic animals in the village of Monterey and the locals were very scared. In April of 2018, several farmers stated that 30 of their cows were killed in less than a month. In all these cases, the deaths were blamed on unknown animals even local vets could not think of any animal who kills and feeds in this way. Some people believe the government were well aware of the animal deaths and had tried to bring into question the honesty of many of the villagers as they dismissed their stories in the newspapers of tales of simple village folk. Yet they flooded the area with ground and air troops each evening as if searching for something out there in the night for months at a time. I personally remember a story from back in the early 90s where three schoolgirls saw a creature the day after a loud bang and a flash of light took place in the middle of the forest in the early hours of the morning in Conovanus area. Now the girls saw a creature they described as crouched that was sat watching them and it was hugging closely to the farm wall. The girls were terrified of the strange, almost kangaroo-like beast. They said it had red eyes and thorns going down its back. And when they were finally accompanied back to where they saw the animal, it was nowhere to be seen. Leftovers. Or... Ch -ch 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 the DMV. Number 97. Or... Ch -ch 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 house cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Over the following nights, hundreds of people all across the country began to report that their chickens, rabbits and livestock and even pets were being drained of blood and left on the ground. A similar thing happened in March of 96 when the Spanish talk show Cristina heard the story of the Cubacabra. And immediately following the show, there were a tremendous amount of alleged sightings of the creature across Latin America and the United States. There are numerous eyewitness accounts which offer varying descriptions of its appearance. The Cubacabra of Puerto Rico was described by many eyewitnesses as alien-like. In newspaper articles during the series of incidents, it's also said to be some type of large ape and a vicious monkey that can run upright on its legs and slaughter goats and suck the blood from its prey. A soundbite from the Associated Press video of one witness taken at the time said, There are two big animals, as big as a man. I saw them from afar. They look like big apes, like a mandrill, but I couldn't distinguish their features. Now the typical description of the beast is said in the first few decades seemed to be more in line with like a reptile or even a creature resembling an alien. Most of the eyewitnesses have described a beast with a grey oval head, lizard-like skin, measuring about three to four feet in height. People tend to say that it resembles a kangaroo in the way that it sits on its back legs and is able to hop around. It's said to have red eyes, fangs and a forked tongue, as well as sharp quills running down its back. Yet in more recent times, a number of South and North American witnesses have described a dog-like animal, usually hairless and grey or blue-skinned in colour, that has longer hind legs than forelegs and is very noticeable, skinny or sickly looking and has a distinct underbite. I think many of these reports are misidentified animals with a skin disease and parasite or a deep sickness. Other theories purport that the Cubacabra is part of some top secret government experiment that is going on in the rainforest in Puerto Rico. The town of Conavanas is only a few miles away from the border of El Yunque, and this is where it's said to happen. And it's the only tropical rainforest within the United States, about 28,000 acres. The majority of the first sightings and animal attacks are said to have taken place here. Then there are the skeptics who contend that these incidents are nothing more than attacks from ordinary animals such as wild dogs and coyotes. The animals go for the victim's neck and their teeth lean wounds resembling vampire bites it is said. Instead of tearing up the carcass a dog would normally do that, they're messer. Yet these guys are saying a simple bite to the neck of the prey would leave it to die. Well, I disagree with the supposed experts, as most animals are habitual to the extent that they kill in a distinct way. Dog kills are very different from a kill by, say, a mountain lion or a bear. 
the seeing is very different and there will be bodily fluids and DNA available on the bodies of the prey. I cannot find one report where a dog, cat or bear has drained the blood of its prey, leaving the precious meats, minerals and fats behind. Even stranger still is a lack of post-mortem predation. In most of these cases there are no signs even after weeks that any scavenger is feasted as would usually happen in nature. It can be a very quick process once the insect life and small critters move in. Yet in all of these cases, the carcasses were left alone. A lengthy investigation was launched by author and skeptic Benjamin Redford and he documented this in his book, The Vampire Beast, in fact, fiction and folklore back in 2011 and it showed how eyewitness accounts of the said creature could be traced back to a single individual a woman named Madeline Tolentino. Mr Redford claims Madeline's sole sighting of the creature became the basis for all other accounts. She offered a detailed description of the Cubacabra that had spikes along its back, it was upright and bipedal with dark eyes, which did not match any other known animal on the island. Another sighting at the time came from Michael Negron, a student at a nearby university, who had this to say about the beast he saw. He said, I was looking off the balcony one night and I saw it step out of a bright light into the backyard. It was three or four feet tall with skin like that of a dinosaur. It had bright eyes, the size of hen's eggs, long fangs, and multicolored spikes down its head and its back. So as we can see, there are several cases claimed as the first reported sighting of this strange creature. We don't know who the first witness was, and it's impossible to say. We can only go in order that they were reported to the newspapers. There could be hundreds of silent witnesses, as we have to take into account that many of the witnesses will not have even reported their encounters to this day. We're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. If this creature was seen in a rural setting, that witness may not know that others have seen it too. The animal deaths has not stopped, and in more recent cases, they are just as puzzling. A case from 2021, um, there was a staggering number of livestock and animals that were said to have been bled dry. A mysterious vampire beast has killed 50 livestock by sucking their blood dry, leaving farmers terrified it could be the legendary Cubacabra. Officials and vets in northern Chile are said to be baffled after dozens of baby llamas and alpacas were found with puncture wounds in their chests. The injuries did not match those made by the usual predators, such as pumas and foxes, which normally go for the neck. Farmers said it seems as if the creature only attacks at night and does not leave any footprints to help identify or track it, further adding to the local panic. Some believe it could be the mythical creature which is said to suck the blood from goats, cows and horses. In all, 50 llama and alpaca corpses have been reported since November of 2020 around the village of Colchain near the border with Bolivia. Now the mayor, Javier Koch, I think his name is, was so worried he hired a vet to study the remains. 
So a Chile National Agriculture and Livestock Specialist had now started an investigation to help solve the riddle. Andrea Nito, the local vet surgeon, called in and examined the corpses and she could not determine what had killed them. She said, they are not the marks of known predators from here, such as a puma or a fox or anything like that. Only two perforations are seen at the thorax and nothing else. Apparently, from there, the animal sucked and took all the blood. But a more exhaustive investigation is necessary. Her report ruled out attack by wild dogs. She said they ripped their prey apart. It also ruled out the possibility of bats. She said from the bite, I conclude that it is an animal with a small jaw due to the size of its fangs, which are very advanced at the front of the mouth unlike other predators that have them more on the sides. The mayor said, given the concerns of neighbours, we will deliver all the information to the SAG so they can conclude what type of animal it is and how to contain it if necessary. And we will send reports to other agencies to help find this creature. When the first animals were found, some feared a sick and disturbed local was doing it. One farmer said, at first, when two or three deaths appeared, we thought it was someone. But when more began to appear, we said no one could have such evil in them to keep doing this. And the deaths went on and on. My cousin told me it could be a creature called a cubacabra, which left a person badly injured in the south years back. It scared me. And we put up lights with solar panels to illuminate the pens and scare this animal away. I want them to find it so it stops doing harm. Another farmer said foxes had multiplied in the area, but the recent killings do not match attacks by any usual predator. He said, whatever this is, it makes a small hole, not on the neck, but at the side of the neck. It doesn't eat its meat or entrails. I've never seen anything like this before. It attacks at night and the animals don't appear to defend their young. The SAG confirmed it sent officials to examine the two most recent baby llamas killed and they went looking for bite marks and footprints that could identify the predator. However, in both cases, the animals had been removed from the scene of the attack, which made investigative work um, rather difficult. They have set up camera traps hoping to capture images of the killer. Now the legend of the Hubercabra is known and has been seen as far north as the US state of Maine and as far south as Chile and the Caribbean. It's also been seen in Latin America, Mexico and Florida. The creature also allegedly has been seen in Eastern Europe, including Russia and Kazakhstan. Disturbed farmers in Russia's third largest city in Siberian region have asked priests to bless their flocks because they fear that an evil beast was behind a series of brutal attacks. Villagers say that the El Cubacabra beast does not eat the corpses of the animals it kills. It just drinks their blood until they are dry. They say it's the puncture marks that are seen on the necks of the dead animals that are unusual. And that's what's led to the name of the vampire dog. One local said, it comes from the devil and I've seen it. The police won't act. They're worried if they write down vampire on a report, they'll look like cranks, but we know what we've seen. There's been dozens of corpses, he said. 
Nearby villages have also been affected. It comes from the devil. My brother's even seen it and he lives near St. Petersburg. He saw it seven years ago. He accidentally photographed it. He took his usual family photo and then he saw the demonic face through the kitchen window. It was grey. I had red eyes and a very unpleasant face, like a bat with fangs. My brother showed me this photograph and upon the advice of his family, he burnt it. A vampire-like creature is said to have massacred eight sheep in a Ukrainian village in 2018. The local vet stated something has fully drained blood out of their bodies. There's not even a drop of blood in the animals' hearts. They're just empty. I've never seen anything like it before. In a terrifying incident, villages in eastern Ukraine in the Oblast region have started to report animal deaths where their livestock has been drained of blood. Local authorities, vets and villagers say they have no idea what kind of creature could suck all the blood from eight adult sheep. One farmer discovered his dead animals in the morning when he was moving his flock of sheep from an open-air sheepfold into pasture. The corpses of the sheep were scattered in different parts of the sheepfold, he said. It looks like they were hunted and taken one by one. The farmer says he now plans to install CCTV cameras in the sheep pen to catch the mysterious animal. A local vet with 40 years of experience examined the victims and she said that each corpse had two holes on the neck and some of them had holes in their legs where their veins and arteries were located. All the blood was sucked from their bodies through the holes in their necks and legs. I did not find any single spot of blood on the ground near the corpses, she said. When she did an autopsy on some of the corpses, the vet said that she was even more shocked. There was not even a drop of blood in the animals' hearts. They were just empty. I've never seen anything like it before. Each of the sheep killed weighed about 150 pounds. The terrified villagers say they cannot imagine what kind of creature could be so vicious. The vet was shown a picture of a footprint that someone had found near the fence of the sheepfold, which the farmer believes belongs to the mysterious vampire-like creature. Some say that the footprint is similar to that of a wolf or a large dog. Unfortunately, that photograph of that footprint is not out there on the internet anywhere. I couldn't locate it. A local hunter believes that a wolf or a dog could not have killed the sheep. He said, we don't have wolves in the area as we do not have large forests here. If it had been a wolf, it would have pulled the carcasses to a safe place before eating it. Also, a wolf usually eats the flesh of its victim. It couldn't have been a fox as they don't attack animals larger than they are. One local woman said, all this is a mystery to us. I'm afraid to leave my house. A US teenager in Texas also claimed that he'd shot and killed one of the creatures. Carter Pope said he spotted the hairless predator prowling an open field when he shot at it. He said, I shot it at it three times. Its back legs were shriveled up. I honestly think it's a cubacabra, he said. Then the carcasses of five bulls were found, mysteriously mutilated and drained of blood on an Oregon ranch in October of 2010. Harney County Sheriff's Deputy John Denkins has received many calls and emails from people speculating who or what might be responsible. 
Hobby Marshall, vice president of the Silby's Valley Ranch that owned the bulls, thinks a cult could be responsible for the deaths. The first dead bull was found in a timbered ravine. There was no indication it had been shot, or that it had been attacked by predators, or even eaten a poisonous plant. The animal's reproductive organs and tongue had been removed, and all of the blood was gone. In the next few days, four more bulls were found within one and a half miles in the same condition. There were no tracks around the carcasses. Ranch management and law enforcement suspect that someone killed the bulls. Ranch hands have been advised to travel in pairs and to go armed. Ever since the bulls were found over several days, Harney County Sheriff's Deputy Dan Jenkins has received many calls and emails from people telling him what they think they're responsible. The theories range from scavengers, such as carrion bugs, eating the carcasses, to people attacking the animals to cause financial harm to the rancher. But on all of the bulls, no meat was removed or taken. The only wounds were puncture wounds from where the blood was drained. Deputy Jenkins, who is leading the investigation, also involves the state police as he's run into only dead ends. He has no eyewitnesses. If anyone has any concrete information and knows of any cases that have been solved in the past, that would be delightful to help, he said. Colby Marshall, vice president of the ranch that owned the bulls, has another theory. He said, I think that this crime is being perpetrated by some sort of cult. Residents speculate there could be UFO involvement. One person suggested that Jenkins look for craters beneath the carcasses, saying it would be evident that the bulls had been levitated into a spaceship, mutilated and then dropped back onto the ground. Similar incidents in the past have also garnered UFO theories. Another local recalls mutilations of livestock across the US West and the Midwest in the 1970s that struck fear in local areas. Thousands of cattle and livestock ranging from Minnesota to New Mexico were found dead, with their reproductive organs and sometimes parts of their face was removed. Ranchers began carrying guns. Local folks said helicopters had been heard around the kill sites. A federal agency cancelled an inventory by helicopter of its lands in Colorado, worried that it would get shot down. A couple of US senators urged the FBI to investigate. And after saying it lacked jurisdiction, the FBI did agree to investigate cases on tribal lands, but then the mutilation stopped. Former FBI agent Kenneth Rommel, who headed the investigation, said there was no indication that anything other than common predators were responsible, although he could not name what those predators were. Cases have emerged since then. In the 1980s, cows were found dead and mutilated in eastern Oregon. And more recently, there have been cases on a ranch near Flagstaff, Arizona. But there is one case that has always fascinated me. And I've revisited it a number of times over the years looking for any updates. And that is the Beast of Bladenborough. Now, Bladenborough is a small community surrounded by pine forests and swamps on the southeast edge of the North Carolina point. It's also the setting for the greatest monster mystery North Carolina has ever seen. The story begins in Bladen County in the town of Clarkton. On December the 29th, 1953, a local woman heard her neighbour's dogs barking and whimpering outside. 
When she went out to investigate, she saw a large creature skulk off into the darkness. And that was the first sighting of the beast of Bladenborough. Two days later, the creature would strike again. On New Year's Eve, the police chief was called out to the farm of Woody Storm and two of Mr Storm's dogs had been killed by something large and powerful. The poor dog's bodies had been completely drained of blood. More reports started coming in and DG Pate said he watched from his service station as a dog was attacked by a large creature and dragged off into the woods. The chief was inundated with reports of dogs being attacked from across the country. People say they saw an animal, like a bear or a panther, that was three feet long and 20 inches high with a tail and a cat's face. Others reported hearing the creature scream coming from the swamps near the town, saying it sounded like a woman with a knife stuck in her back. On January the 1st, the bodies of two more dogs were discovered, and these two had been drained of blood. The chief decided it was time to call for help, so a team of professional hunters were promptly brought from the Wilmington area to track down the animal. The chief accompanied the tracking party and said he saw footprints the size of a silver dollar. Then, on January the 5th, the beast of Bladenborough attacked a human. That evening, Mrs Kinslaw heard the sound of whimpering dogs outside the house. She went outside to investigate, and when suddenly she saw a large cat-like creature rush towards her, Mrs Kinslaw screamed and her husband rushed outside. The beast was frightened off and fled back into the woods. Newspapers picked up the story, and soon Bladenborough was overwhelmed with a flurry of hunters coming in, eager to bag the beast. Over 600 men from as far away as Tennessee descended on the town. A fully armed pack of brothers from the UNC Chapel Hill made its way down to the town to see about putting the beast's head on their wall. But nobody knew exactly what they were hunting. Speculation began running rampant. Some thought it was the Carolina panther, a species of large cat that had lived in the area until about the 20th century but that was now thought to be extinct. Others said they were dealing with a coyote or a stray dog. Most of those who'd been descended on Bladen County thought that the only way to find out for sure what the beast was would be by killing it. The town was terrified. At night time, we're feared. We're really feared around these parts. As the sun sets, the entire community on the west side of town goes indoors and doesn't come out unless necessary, said one local man. The fear of the beast has had a very real effect on Mr Butler and his family. He said, we didn't live in the town limits at the time, and almost everyone had the outdoor privy. As well as the outdoor privy, most houses had a thunder jug, or as we say here in the UK, a gazunda, a big pot or jug that would be used in the night, and you'd empty it out the next day. That jug got plenty of use, he said. Deciding that things were getting too dangerous, Bladenborough Mayor Mr Bob Fussell and Chief Ferres called an end to the hunt and on January the 13th, taking an unusually large bobcat that had been trapped by a local farmer, the two men hanged up the flagpole, hung up the body in the centre of town and they posted a sign underneath saying, The Beast of Bladenborough. After a week or so, things settled back to normal. 
the hunters left town and the reports of killings stopped coming in. Whatever the beast of Bladenborough was, it had vanished back into the night and the swamps from where it had first emerged. Much earlier in the state of Idaho, a spate of cattle deaths had baffled locals and experts alike. The cases were studied by Don Mason, a MUFON investigator in the 1970s and 80s. The towns of Jerome and Bliss had been plagued by a bizarre series of mutilations since the 1970s. Cattle, deer, and sadly, even a human male had been found with their genitals removed. The bodies had been drained entirely of blood and no discernible footprints or other forensic evidence left the scene. As in South America, the official explanation by law enforcement is cult killings, but no arrest has ever been made, and no cult has ever been named, or identified, or even claimed responsibility. Officially, there would be one human found in 1979, and cattle up to 1989, as well, as an undocumented number of deer, all found dead in the same region of Idaho with strangely similar mutilations. Vital organs would be removed as well as bodily fluids and in addition there would be no visible tracks at all at the scenes. Don had one of his most notable cases in 1979. According to his report, two hunters in the Bliss and Jerome area of Idaho literally stumbled across the body of a man that had been hideously mutilated. The body was in the literal middle of nowhere when it was naked except for a pair of underpants. His reproduction organs had been removed just like the cattle. His lips had been sliced and several other classic mutilation cuts were found on his body. And although he was in very rugged country, his feet were bare and showed not a mark as if he'd not walked in the terrain, there was no other one tracks, either animal or human, that were evident anywhere. And after the police were notified, an extensive search was mounted, and miles away the man's possessions were recovered. Yet no one knows how the body ended up where it was found, or even more importantly, what happened to him. It should be noted that this area has also had over the years, many unexplained UFO reports and other cattle mutilation cases. Don Masons would continue to investigate similar mutilation throughout the state, and an exact number remains unknown. However, Mr Mason does share an interesting story of two separately owned cattle mutilated right outside the owners' homes in the same region with the same general characteristics of the mutilations ten years earlier. The animals, two cattle attacked on the same night, but each owned by different ranchers, were somehow killed, had their organs removed, bodily fluids drained, patches of hide surgically removed in the dark. As of this date, the final lab reports are not back yet, but already the Sheriff's Department have labelled it a cult killing. No tracks, tire or human or animal were found around the animals or even the man, even though it had just rained. There was no unusual activity reported by the ranchers that evening, and one animal was found next to an occupied house. One of the ranchers admitted that this was the second time 
that he'd been hit by the mysterious mutilators. More information on the investigation of one of the mutilations was printed in the Idaho Statesman. They took samples of meat and hide and after lab testing it was said they should know in a couple of months what killed the animals. Don suspects the calf was shot with some type of poison to kill it instantly. A pinhole was found on its right hip. There were no bullet holes and virtually no marks that you could see. Both mutilations must have been done quickly by some expert. Clearly someone understands what they're doing. They've done it before, he said. All the cuts were made with such a sharp instrument that hair on the animal was literally cut in two. He said, I've skinned and budgeted a lot of castle and I can't even cut a hide or lever that perfectly. Someone has a very steady hand. It is continuously reported that farmers, hikers and hunters find animals with mutilations in the area. Later people would even find deer which exhibited the same characteristic marks and the same signs of draining of the body fluids. Rancher Gene Barton of Red Bluff, California is one of hundreds of ranchers who found their cattle dead and mutilated over the past 25 years. She said it's a recurring theme and logic hasn't been able to explain why. Mrs Barton's husband and herself became involved with unaware of mutilations in October the 16th, 1995, when both she and her husband were checking their 60 head of cattle running on the Lassies National Forest in Northern California. What they found were two dead cows with their reproductive organs cored out. Their ears were gone, and on one section of hide, it had been completely peeled away, exposing the teeth and jaws. She said, they were so straight and smooth, those cuts. There was no blood dripping. Both cows had been in excellent health and had recently calved. When their veterinarian, Richard Minard, examined the pair, he could find no exact cause of death. Both animals had lost significant blood, but there was none around the carcasses. The vet concluded the animals may have been tranquilised and bloodletted after first being compromised by weakness. He didn't really go on to explain any more. He said the evidence does not suggest predators, so I don't know who or what did it. In December, rancher Tim Howard lost a pregnant cow to a similar fate a hundred miles north in Klamath Falls. A calf was found mutilated in Paisley in April. Mrs Barton now knows all the stories because she decided to speak out and people are sharing with her. She knows some people will think she's a kook, but the president of the California Cattle Women's thinks the issue is too important to ignore. She said livestock publications don't tell ranchers that this is going on. Most ranchers who have it happen to them don't want to bother with the media. They're out there alone. Since then, another cycle of report erupts and she said it just so every five or six years. The last one was in eastern Idaho with more than 30 cases of mutilations reported from Bear Lake to Rigby. I wish I could answer why this is happening, and by whom, but it would only be speculation. Like everyone else, I only have newspaper reports, and if I'm lucky, some crime scene photos to go off, and I don't trust the media. I've seen animals like this in the flesh, and also in images, uh, sent from all across the UK, and many others from countries across the world. 
I've seen sheep on top of tall telegraph poles, daisy trees and on pylons as if dropped from above. Granted, I'm sent many images of natural things, although strange looking deaths, but some deaths do look strange, but they're not, they're just natural. There are also some clear fakes, but beneath all of that, as you can see here tonight, some of these cases involve human beings, and you'd think that the powers that be would be warning us or encouraging us to take precautions. So dare I suggest that we're on our own in this, as the powers they know, maybe they already know, and they just don't believe we're important or vital enough to be warned. We have to look out for each other and spread the word. Discuss these cases with your friends, your family and your peers. Share them on your social media. Let's get this topic trending and see just how many other cases there are out there untold. And I'll be back next week with another podcast and more cases from the files of BBR Investigations. Good night, everyone. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.